Setting up your own business can be daunting, but imagine moving to a brand new country and having no network, no contacts list and making a new start there. That's what today's guest, Alessandra Garcia of Orsetto Interiors did. Let's find out how she got on. Welcome to the Hubcast, brought to you by the Interior Designers Hub, where we help and support interior designers to get trained, get into the industry, and to grow wildly successful businesses. If you want to work in the field you love, create the lifestyle you desire, and make the money you truly deserve, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Kate Hatherall. Let's get into it. Hey there, I am so excited today to be joined by Alessandra Garcia, who is here to share her journey into interior design. Hi, Alessandra, how are you? Hi, Kate, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks so much for agreeing to be on our Hubcast today. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, that makes two of us. Amazing. So, um, Alessandra, tell us a little bit about your business. What's it called? Where are you based? What sort of design do you do? Yes, so my business is called Orsetto Interiors, and I am based in Battersea in London, and uh, I do residential and also commercial. Amazing. So you do a real mix of different things. Yes, I do, and also project management. Okay, so you do the kind of the whole thing as well. Amazing. Brilliant. And um, is interior design something that you've always done? Has this been your entire career or have you done other things as well? Well, I started my journey as an architect. Uh, I graduated in Mexico. I'm from El Salvador. But uh, when I moved here, I realized that I could not uh, market myself as an architect because I wasn't chartered or qualified here in the UK. So that's when I decided to transition into interior design. Okay. So um, is that kind of different international standards? Would you have had to do more qualifications in the UK if you'd have wanted to continue with the architecture? Yes, exactly. And I had already done postgraduate degrees in interior design and furniture design. So it was a natural fit because I was already doing it when my clients uh, wanted me to design their homes, for example, and then they got used to me and wanted me to design the interiors as well. Amazing. Okay. So, and how did you find that transition from the sort of architectural background into interior design? I mean, obviously you've done some training in it, but obviously it's a different kind of angle, really a different sort of perspective on design. Yes, it's it's different because it's it, in architecture is more like a, a macro view, whereas interior design is more, is more of a micro, micro. Macro, micro, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> micro view. And more about the details and also spaces here and lighting is different as well. Amazing. And how did you feel about making that transition from one to the other? Well, I mean, I did, I was already kind of doing it over there. So it was more about the transition of doing it in a different country. That's, that was more of a challenge. Yeah. And what things did you find challenging? Because I can imagine coming to a new country and not not really having that network around you of contacts and support, how was it for you? Yes, I mean, for me, I think that was like the, 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 like the biggest thing about also like Hub Insiders that helped me, not only with networking as in um, what uh, suppliers and that kind of thing, but also because I came from a different continent. I just didn't know brands and, oh, I mean, you can see something online and if it's, you don't know if it's good quality or not. Absolutely. And 
that difference between, you know, I always think that one of the um, things that makes you successful as an interior designer is about your brand knowledge, knowing what to source, where to source it from. Um, and when you've got an idea in your head, you know exactly where to go. But I imagine if you move yeah. to a new country, it's just all brand new. Yes, it's all brand new. And that, and that that's the thing over there. I knew where to go and the street where all the tiles were, the street where all the fabrics were. Whereas here I had to like learn and, but that's where like the, the hub came really handy for me because it was just, it's just like a, like an infinite uh, source of knowledge there that you can just tap into when you need it. <laughs> I'm always amazed at the questions that get answered in there and somebody will ask a question and you think that's really random. Nobody's going to know the answer to that. And all of a sudden somebody jumps in and says, oh, yeah, somebody done that. Yes, and I I love it. And sometimes I'm not like I I try to engage, but if I'm not engaging, at least like at nighttime, I try to read because you learn so much. And especially me, where everything is new, I just need to absorb, absorb, absorb like a little spot. Yeah, absolutely. And you can learn so much from listening to other people's questions and hearing their experiences as well. Um, I remember we yes. had a question a while ago. Somebody said, um, I'm designing a tax shop. Has anyone done that before? And sure enough, you know, I thought there's no way anybody's going to have designed a tax <laughs> shop. How niche is that? And then all of a sudden there was somebody who said, oh, yeah, I've done that. And, you know, we, let's collaborate. And, um, you know, that that was amazing. Um, yes. And that's, and that's great, like being able to collaborate and get knowledge from other people. Yeah, definitely. And you've um, done some collaboration inside the hub, haven't you? Tell us about what happened. Have, yeah. Yes. Yes, I've done with a couple of hub members and we've become friends and also from the student campus as well. Amazing. So t tell me about what, what happened. Why did you get involved in collaborations and, and, you know, what was the outcome? Yeah, well, I mean, the first one I did was with the, um, because the hub, because um, Anne, I think, posted it on the hub that somebody from the student campus needed help. And, and it just so happened that we live 15 minutes walk from each other and it was during COVID. So we our Battersea um, Park was our office and we would meet there and just work from there. So it was great and it's developed into a friendship. And we like, because we were so living so close and like the same things, we would just go walking across the river to King's Road and just window a shop when everything was closed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how lovely. So like kind of making friendships as well as, um, you know, and that, that kind of collaboration rather than competition is such a nice thing as well to be able to work with other designers rather than seeing them as competition as well. It really is. And I've been doing it also with other hub members now that's just the asked for help and I'm like yeah I'm happy to do it awesome. it's so good that's you know it's a real kind of hub thing isn't it it's jumping in and helping each other out it's amazing yeah. Yeah. so um thinking about that time when you were transitioning and you came to this country and you wanted to set up in business so suppliers and knowing where to source things from was one issue for you but presumably when you came here you didn't have you know previous clients because quite often people get work from by word of mouth from previous yes. clients and presumably you were starting from scratch. Yes, I was starting from scratch and also up on top of that, my husband is from Ireland, so he's not even from okay. here. So yeah, so that network of people, it was small, very small, but still regardless, like I moved here and um, we did the flat. <laughs> And because I redid the flat, then a, a friend saw it, saw the before and after, and then they hired ah, me. Okay. And then, so word of mouth did start that way a little yeah. bit. 
but it was very slow and 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 very far in between because obviously I had it was I was a very limited network that I had to begin. Yeah. With. But then because of like the hub training and going through like everything that um, how reaching out to like um, shops nearby and joining the local Facebook groups and all that and a house as well, then that's when I that's when you kind of got more. Brilliant. Clients. Amazing. And um, so decorating your own home then, so that gave you more imagery for your portfolio. Um, presumably that's, yeah. you know, in a style that appeals to your ideal client. And so then um, what what do you think were kind of the most effective ways of getting clients once you were here and, you know, in that position? So you signed up for House, you were using yes. Facebook groups. So, you- well, no, I, I, I didn't, no, I didn't sign up for House until after I joined yeah. uh, the hub. So basically my, my savior was the hub <laughs> because it gave me, really because it gave, it gave me a structure and something to follow and steps to follow to achieve my goal. And, and, and because things are done differently and, and also because I didn't have the network that not that most people have to start to begin with, I had to work harder in that yes. sense of compensating it in other yeah, ways. Absolutely. And I think, um, I mean, you're, your journey in a way is is quite unique because I think you you came to the country with lots of industry experience and lots of experience of running projects and you know what you're doing professionally um, but you were at a disadvantage because you didn't have that network that social structure and all of those things around you Um, and I think you know that collaboration those collaborations that you've managed to have are great because you've been able to share your knowledge and your experience with people that are less experienced, but perhaps have a wider network um, than you did at the beginning. Exactly. And, and not, also, not only they have a wider network, but also they have more local knowledge of the products available yeah, here. Amazing. And I, I bet you've been on just a huge journey of, you know, acquiring knowledge, getting up to speed with everything. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, I mean, thankfully, I am kind of a, like a, a nerd in the sense that I, I like... <laughs> I like research and I like making little charts and comparison and that kind Amazing. of thing. But, but yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you can, you know, like you say, very quickly, you know, get to grips with, um, you know, the new suppliers and finding out, you know, what your local area is and how things work. Um, but I mean, you've, you've had amazing success in a really short period of time. It's not taken you long to go from, you know, the situation you were at joining the hub, not knowing what you were doing to all of a sudden, you know, having customers, getting out there, running your business. Yeah, it really has been amazing and surprising. And sometimes I think you only when other people point it out, you realize it because you're always like in the day to day, just wanting to get the next client, the next project and doing things right and, and, and good by, by your clients that you kind of lose the, the overall picture of what you've accomplished until that that point in time. I totally get that, totally hear that. And I think it's one of those things when you work for yourself, um, you don't have a boss that's, you know, doing a monthly review or, you know, a performance review or whatever. And um, it is important, isn't it, to stop and to take stock of what you've done and to say, do you know what, actually, that was really good. And look how far I've come. And we probably don't do enough of that. I, yes, I think we need to do more of that <laughs> as like in general, all business owners, because you're, you're so focused on just your end goals that you don't see the journey on, on everyday 
things and how much you've come. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope that, you know, you look back now and see how far you've come because, you know, I'm in the privileged privileged position of being able to see it. Um, and, you know, your business really has taken off and it's been amazing to, to see that happening. Oh, thank you. It really has. And, and I, I mean, I started to, I mean, I actually, I launched or set to interiors the website on the 30th of August. So almost two years ago. And I've, I've had work, steady work. Like, and I'm not saying like overloaded, but at least, you know, things coming in constantly yeah. and at least three, four projects at a Amazing. time. So it's, been yeah, good. that is really great. And, you know, bearing in mind that that's, through a pandemic and the aftermath of it and people going back to work and, yes. you know, to have that steady pipeline of work um, coming in is, is really amazing. So if I can ask you about some of the difficulties that you faced, what sort of things, what fears or worries have you had that you've had to overcome to get where you are? Yes. So my first fear was that uh, I, my, my mindset was that I needed to work in architecture and the fear was I can't work in this and I'm not going to do what I love. And that, and then, and then realizing thanks to you that I didn't need to be qualified to be an interior designer and I could do what I love through that avenue. So it's, it's about, um, seeing that there are different ways to like different roads you can take to, to get to where you want to be. And it doesn't have to be the set road that you think it Amazing. is. Amazing. And um, but just changing that. And, and that sort of confidence to um, know that you can do it as well. Um, and I know yeah. that, you know, you have oodles of experience, but as you say, if it's, you sort of see it in an architecture box, but actually it's yeah. infinitely applicable to what we do in interior design, very transferable skills. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's more about about being able to 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 break away from what you think you need to do and just and just yeah, take in other yeah, possibilities. Absolutely, and sort of opening your mind to you know what's out there and what's possible for you. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Big question for you: If you could travel back in time and give some advice to your younger self, what would that be? How far back are we talking about? Like, so I guess at the beginning of your journey, thinking about moving towards interior design, what, or, or even at different stages, what would you go back and say to yourself? I mean, I, I would say to to trust my my experience and trust what I know and my creativity, and just um, and also be truthful to myself because coming to a different country, you like, initially you think you need to blend in and you need to get the style that most of the majority in the country like, which is not doesn't come naturally to somebody that comes from a different place or a different type of style. So it's more about being true, truthful to yourself and trusting that that will work as well. Absolutely. And have you found that design is very different here than you yes. were used to doing yes. before? And in what ways is it different? I mean, it's I mean normal things. I mean, not not normal things. What I mean is. Um, from from the basis of just the use of colors is different. The tones, even like um, I went to visit my mom a couple of weeks ago, and I went to the hardware store and just and just you know the the, the pamphlets with the with the paint swatches. Like there's so much more vibrant there than like the ones that you get here just in a normal any hardware store because of I guess the latitude and the 
sun and temperature, whatever it is, but things like that. And also because uh, this is the old world, so uh, there is a more of a respect and there's a more of a history and tradition and character, which here it, it's a lot about people about like, they want character, which character trends actually, what they mean is that they want some, some feature that is um, from, from like Victorian or Georgian or something okay. like that, where that is, doesn't exist. Yes. The other side of and so have you had to adapt the way that you design or are you, you know, full on, no, this is what I do. And, you know, I'm bringing my own culture into, you know, the British home um, or, or, or indeed commercial interior. Or have you had to sort of adjust what you do? No, I think I think there's a there's a room for for everything. And there's like as as much there is availability of colors out there, there's availability of clients and, and styles. And so it's more about the clients that I attract are the ones that have more of a sensibility and a similar sensibility to, to what, what my style is. But I'm very flexible in a sense that I think what is more important is to make the client happy. And finally, they're the ones who are going to be living in the space. It's not going to be me. So I don't impose my point of view. And I respect that it might not be what I would do, but it still looks good. And it's still, and it's still good. It's more about just steering them away from like things that are absolutely don't work together, but not necessarily imposing my yeah, face. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's that's so great to be able to kind of know what's in your heart to design um, and to kind of offer that unflinchingly without watering down who you are, what's in your soul to design, um, but also being able to move and adapt when you need to to suit the client as well. And I think that really is one of the skills of a good interior designer is being able to do that. Yeah, and I think it's important because, especially here in London, there's just so many cultures represented here and also mixed homes from different cultures that you have to respect everybody's taste and point of view and, but, and they should be represented in their interior. But at the same time, you don't want one to like over overtake the other. And so it's, it's, it's like a balancing. Yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing. How interesting to um, switch from a different country and what a mammoth journey you have been on um, to get to where you are. But, you know, living proof that it can be done. You can move to an entirely different country um, where you've got no contact yeah. and you can make it happen. So, um, yeah, massive kudos to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you. So, Alessandra, before we finish, are you happy to play a game of designer this or that? Yes, I love it. <laughs> I love games too. And I thought if I'm going to do a podcast, I'm sure that I can shoehorn a game into here somewhere. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to put a minute onto the timer and I'm going to ask you a range of this or that questions. Are you ready? Okay. Ready. Floral or plain? Plain. George Clark or Kevin MacLeod? Kevin symmetrical or asymmetrical? symmetrical? Carpet or hard flooring? Hard Victorian flooring. or Edwardian? Victorian. Faux plants or real plants? Real plants. Bower and ball or dulux? dulux? Geometric or botanical? Geometric. Glam 
or rustic? A little bit of both, can it be? But if not, I think you look at rustic. <laughs> Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen or Kelly Hoppen? Kelly Hoppen. New or recycled? New. Spots or stripes? Stripes. Dark or light? Light. And there we are. That's the timer. Amazing. Good. <laughs> Fun game. Thank you so much, Alessandra. <laughs> You've been a good sport. Thank you. So um, that brings us to the end of today's Hubcast. Thank you so much for being here. Um, it's been amazing to hear your insight into what it's been like to move to a different country entirely, um, take a different kind of angle on your business, moving from architecture to interior design um, and those adjustments that you've had to make. So thank you so much for giving up your time today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Amazing. It's been great. <laughs> thank you for tuning into Hubcast by the Interior Designers Hub. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a screenshot and share it to Facebook, Instagram, or your favorite social media channel. Make sure to tag me in at Interior Designers Hub and let me know what you enjoyed about this episode. I reply to each and every comment. I'd also like to offer you an incredible free gift which is going to show you the exact roadmap that you need to take to become a wildly successful interior designer. It shares our secrets to business success. If you'd like to get your hands on that, head on over to interiordesignershub.co.uk forward slash roadmap right now. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.